There was a autonomous zone called Chaz and Chop in Seattle, six city blocks. We had a presidential election. We've had schools closed. We've had uh, events canceled. We've had records this year, including the most named hurricanes on record, 29 in the United States. And so I think uh, 2020 has been quite the year. <laughs> and as we get to the end of this year, it's typical to have, you know, a look back, looking back at what has happened, as well as a moment of looking forward. A lot of people make resolutions. These are things I want to see happen. These are things I wish didn't happen. These are things I want to see happen next year. And so this morning, I want to take a look at a story in the Bible, which is also at that same point. Uh, we're going to be looking in Joshua chapter 1, so if you want to turn with me there, otherwise it will be on the screen. But I want to talk about a pivotal moment in the life of Joshua, as well as the life, uh, lives of the nation of Israel. Uh, let's read it this morning. Joshua chapter 1, I'll be reading this out of the English Standard Version, may be a little different. It says this, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant. So right off the bat, verse 1 tells us, Moses had just died. The leader of Israel had passed, and now we are on to a new leader. Key point. Verse 2, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all the people, into the land that I am giving you, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. And I know you've probably heard that a thousand times. That's one of those things people say when they say it in their prayers uh they tell each other we tell each other that um but know that this morning i will never leave you nor forsake you this is what he's telling joshua and the people verse six be strong and courageous for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that i swore to your fathers to give them only be strong and very courageous being careful to do according to all the law that moses my servant commanded you do not turn from it to the right or to the left. You, have, you may have good success wherever you go. Verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you will be careful to do according to all that I have written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Would you pray with me as a word this morning? Lord, I'm thankful for this time together. I'm thankful that uh, you never take it for granted to be in your house and to be able to worship you together as your people. Lord, I'm thankful for uh, that we've made it. We've made it this far. I'm thankful that you're with us every step of the way. You're fighting our battles with us. You're right there beside us. You walk beside us. And you have many promises for us. God, we are praying this morning if there's any news, any struggles, anything that uh, anybody that needs a breakthrough or a miracle, God, I pray that this morning that would happen. Uh, we're praying, God, for people to be healed, to be set free. We pray for people like Ben Samuel, Scott, 
we continue to build up our four-year values. We know we can be great people. God, we thank you for your word. Your word is truth, and we know that we can be changed by your word. So do work in power and in strength. Speak to us this morning. For anybody listening online, speak to us. And God, I pray that if anybody does not know you, may they come to know you this morning. By the power of your Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. So, a couple things real quick. Um, I believe the title, or I got a slide there from the PowerPoint message this morning. I want to talk about a brand new year. I want to talk about living out a courageous faith. Living out a courageous faith. A little bit of background to the story, you may know it, but just to catch you up a little bit. Moses has led the people out of Egypt of over 400 years of slavery. They have parted the Red Sea. God has parted the Red Sea for them. He's brought down manna, quail, water from a rock. And in Exodus 23, he even promised that the promised land, like he prepared the way for them in the promised land that would take them in. He delivered them already. All they had to do was go and enter. But they ended up sending 12 spies to Canaan to scope out the land. They brought back some of the largest fruit they'd ever seen. That's pretty cool. Um, they said, man, this is a beautiful land. It's flowing with milk and honey, which means it had cows, goats, bees, and flowers. But they also brought back a report that the giants were coming. Because of their disobedience, God punished them with everybody over the age of 20 was not to the promised land, including Moses. The only two, Joshua and Caleb who were there to give a report. So we are at a moment of a new era, a new land, and new leadership. And so I want to talk first about two of the hurdles that Joshua and the people of Israel had to cross over, two hurdles that they had to get past before they could go into the promised land. And then I want to talk about that promised land. So the first major hurdle, and there's several, but I I picked out two. The first one is this. I look back, they looked back, and there was a look back of failure. You know, one thing I would not want to be is a teenager in today's society. And I tell you that because everything is on film, right? I mean, everybody's got a phone. Everything you do seems to be recorded and all that stuff. I mean, I would, the stuff I did did not need to be recorded. But... Me and my friends did have something like this. Anybody know what this is? Y'all seen these? So um, we didn't have like, so our phones, I got a phone when I was like 15, and um, it had the ability to record, but you could only record like two pictures, right? You had zero memory. Uh, You had to delete pictures. Like only people that had like a high-tech phone could really record a whole lot. So we had to rely on stuff like this. And when this camera came out, the crazy came out. <laughs> I, I don't know what possessed a teenage guy to do some of the things we did, but some of my friends, like, we have this tape of re- you know, recording, and um, I just hope it never makes it to the internet. <laughs> because some of the stuff that we uh, did, I'm sure some of y'all got some stuff going through your mind, right? If I were to ask you some of the craziest, stupidest things you've done, I'm sure you could tell some stories, right? Well, I would tell you, but I don't think you'd make it up anyway. So, but we've all had lots of, we've all had failures in our life. I'm glad that somebody wasn't standing around, you know, me with a camcorder recording everything I've done and so, so the world, because that would be pretty, pretty embarrassing. 
But sometimes failures can hurt us more than others. And when it came to the life of Joshua, not necessarily that he failed, because remember, he brought back a good report. But failure cost Joshua 40 years of his life. You understand, it could have been approximately 40, really 38 years, 40 years earlier. But failure has cost him. What failures have cost you? What's happened this year in 2020? What mistakes have we made that have made us want to quit or give up? Or that it really just got us down? I remember hearing this phrase growing up, and I might know, I don't know, you might step on some toes this morning, but um, has anybody ever heard this? God will never give you more than you can use. I don't agree with that. <laughs> Let me show you in 2 Corinthians what I mean by that. 2 Corinthians 1, 8 through 11. Paul's writing to the church, to the brothers in faith, and he's, he's wanting them to know this. <laughs> he has been through the toughest of toughest times in his life. And he writes this. He writes in verse 8, We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we have felt and have received the sentence of death. But this happened so that we may not rely on ourselves but on God, who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such peril, and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. See, I do think God gives us more than we can use because it forces us to rely on him. It, I mean, Paul, Paul, the great Paul, like the greatest, like he, he says that he was the worst of the worst, but man, he was like one of the greatest people to ever live the power of God moved in him and he was the greatest just about for anybody and yet he says I mean I just denied him twice I wish I was dead because of the troubles and pain I wonder if 2020 has ever done that has done that for anybody in this room I wonder if there was a moment a circumstance a failure that has caused us to remember and want to give up we all know Thomas Edison right isn't it delightful Edison's teacher said he was too stupid to learn anything. He was fired from his first two jobs for being, quote unquote, non-productive. As an inventor, Edison made a thousand unsuccessful attempts at inventing the light bulb. And when a, uh, a reporter asked, how does it feel to fail a thousand times? Edison replied, I didn't fail a thousand times. The light bulb was invented with a thousand attempts. Sometimes we need new perspective. Sometimes we got to realize that when we fail, oftentimes we can grow from that. We can learn from that. And as long as we get back up, we can keep moving forward. 2020 and 2021 and moving into 2021 is a day is a year and a day of moving forward. Each day is a new day. We have a new opportunity and a new experience with God to be able for him to lead us. So not only did Joshua have to look back at failure of Israel, the second thing he had to look back at in this key moment, was a look back at fear. Joshua and the Israels were literally fear, staring fear in the face. After all, it really was fear that kept them out of the promised land, wasn't it? It was the giants. It was the, God, I know you promised this, but I'm not so sure we can do this. Fear. 
2,000 people have died in the church this year. Here's the people I need to make sure of. We have a virus that we can't control. The virus that we really, truly don't control. And up till recently, we haven't even had a vaccine for real, real truly control. It affects different people differently. We're not sure how it's going to affect us, if it'll affect us, when it'll affect us. And for some people, it's kept them shut in, shut away, don't think twice, don't think twice. But has fear gripped us in such a way that it's hard to get down without Jesus? Fear, it's fear in and of itself that affects us, that we can't control. Y'all, y'all know what this is? <laughs> Have you ever tried to drive without a rear view mirror? Like, has it ever fallen off, you know, like, uh, you got kicked off or, you know, with your kids or um, somebody pulled it off or it just fell off or it just rolled? If you've ever delivered U-Haul before, you know, you got to get a rear view mirror. <laughs> That's one of the worst things. I hate driving these big old U-Hauls and you've got the side mirrors. <sighs> it just is what it is, right? But the, the rear view mirror has really good purposes. I'm trying not to laugh while I do this because it's really silly. Um, but it has good purposes because you can see what's coming behind you, right? And you can make some of your best decisions based on what's coming up or what's around you, what's overlooking you. So it can be good. And I want this to represent our past, looking into our past. Because we all have that rearview mirror that we can look back at of the things of our past. But let me ask you this question. What if you were driving and you only looked at rearview mirrors? How far do you think you would go before you crashed? Not very far. looking at our failures, looking at the fears, looking at the things we messed up on, and it has crippled us from doing the things we should do and move forward into the promises that God has for us. This is exactly where Joshua and Israel is at. They are at a moment, it's a new generation, it's new leadership, and they have this choice. Do we trust God? Do we put our faith in him? Or do we sink back into third thing and the last thing I want to talk about is the courage to have faith. This year has been a year of heartache. I know I've been down this year, but get ready for a good one. <laughs> I don't want to minimize, I, I, I say this, Facebook is a good way to kind of reach some people, see new people, but it was really just talking to people, but you can also see it on people's lives. 2020 was not just a year for me. And there has been good times, and we've seen God move this year. We've seen the good times. We've seen, there, there's been some really good and glorious moments in this year. But, I mean, the fact is, as well, there's been a lot of heartache and pain. And uh, this quote here is going to represent um, our lives. represent our spirit life. Sometimes, we're like the jug we're now. You can go ahead and break it down a little bit. We don't really feel much. Not much is going on. Sometimes in our lives, sorry, I'm going to get out of this. 
looks like we're on fire, right? And we feel like God's presence is with us. The Spirit is moving with us. Isn't it cool, like, when you're in your word and you're and you feel like you're connecting with God in worship, when you pray and you don't feel like it's bouncing off the ceiling, like, you're connecting with God and you feel fire, like, you're, you're with God. That's pretty cool, right? Uh, it's it's kind of like that. I could teach you some stuff this morning. starting to get to this five gallon jug and it's because of the clothes are on top that it's beginning to the, the pressure is beginning to build up and you're just starting to get squeezed on the inside and oftentimes what happens is when we don't feel god we don't feel like he's moving we don't feel like the holy spirit's moving we feel like we're failing we have a fear walking through life day in and day out we struggle with the different things and circumstances that come up against us, oftentimes we close ourselves off to God and we begin to get crushed. But I believe in what Scripture says here, and I want to give you a little bit of encouragement today, even just some background before I share what I believe in this morning. Good night. The definition of courage in uh, uh, dictionary.com, 
But the quality of mind or spirit that enables a person to face a difficulty, a danger, or a pain. So it's the quality of mind or spirit that enables a person to face the danger, difficulty, or pain. doesn't mean that we won't have fear. It just gives you the courage to be able to face it. Did you know this? Seven times in Scripture, right before Moses died and right after he died, seven times Scripture tells Joshua to have courage and to be strong. I'm going to read them all for you because I believe that. Deuteronomy 31.6, Moses says to Joshua, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Deuteronomy 31.7, Moses summoned Joshua, and he said to him in the presence of all Israel, Be strong and courageous, for you will go with this people into the land that the Lord swore to your ancestors to give them, and you must divide it among them in their, as their inheritance. Deuteronomy 31.23, this is all before Joshua, you know, the book of Joshua. God gave this command and said, Joshua, son of Nun, be strong and courageous. For you will bring the Israelites into the land I have promised them on an oath, and I myself will be with you. That's what I just read the rest of it for you. Yes, I am. I'm going to take some time to read it. Joshua 1, 6. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. Joshua 1, 7. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses has given you. Do not turn to the right or the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? uh, Ramon, verse 9, okay. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will will be with you wherever you go. And the second time, Joshua 1, 18, whoever rebels against your word but does not obey it, whatever it may mean, will be put to death and will be strong and courageous. This morning... I plead with you, hold on to your hope. If God believes in you, you can believe it as well. Take courage today because every day is a fresh new day. Every day is a brand new opportunity. And this year is a brand new year. I wonder what it has in store for you. Is there anything like that? I want to look back also at one of the uh, verses in Joshua 1 that says this. Joshua 1, 3. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I have promised Moses. Past tense. I have given you, in verse 4. But guess what? When Joshua got to the promised land, the first thing he faced was Jericho. (laughs) Big old wall, fortified city. I mean, and, and some of the things happened. We know the walls of Jericho broke. We know that Joshua began to conquer all these cities. He began to conquer the land that the Lord gave it to him. And guess what? He set a promise. We live in 2020. We live 2,000 years after Christ died. Don't we know that Christ has won the victory? Don't we know that God has uh, defeated death, hell, and the grave? Don't we know that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is alive in us? Don't we know the promises that God has given us? God has said, I have given to you. God is already in front of us. He's already in 2021, 2022, however long before he comes back. But he still asks us to fight. 
promises us victory. We've already won the victory, right? But we still have to fight. The fight is still there. And so I want to talk to you. Maybe you're online or maybe you're in here today. Maybe you've thought about quitting on your marriage. Maybe you've thought about quitting on praying for your son or daughter to come to Jesus or come to Jesus. Maybe you've thought about quitting on different aspects of your life. Maybe you feel those those waves of loneliness, of depression, of suicidal thoughts. Maybe the enemy has reached into these different areas of your life and you're confused because you're like, well, God has won the victory. Yes, he has, but he still wants us to stand up and fight. And we can't allow failure, we can't allow fear, we can't allow the enemy to creep in and keep us from moving forward with Jesus. And so I believe God wants to reshape Let's get back up. Let's start a revival. Let's keep going. Let's move 